Welcome to Cellhands Podcast, where we believe in the power of using the internet, software, and technology to achieve online business success. Today, you are listening to episode 12 of Online Business Systems, and we will be discussing the topic, Planning for Success in 2023, the one-page business plan. In this episode, we're going to take a brief look at an important part of running a successful business, being a successful doctor or athlete, or even how to live a fulfilling life. The focus of today's episode that can help us achieve this revolves around the topic of goal setting. It is well known in the scientific, psychology, and self-improvement communities that setting clearer, more specific, and achievable goals helps you to be more successful in your pursuit of achieving or even surpassing those goals. For today's episode, we're going to learn how to set better goals. Goals that are specific in what should be achieved. Goals that are measurable by some predefined metric we all agree on. Goals that are achievable and within reach. Goals that are relevant to the bigger goals and objectives of our business. Goals that are time-bound and have a time limit in which they must be achieved. Yes, today we're going to learn about SMART goals. After we learn about SMART goals, we're going to learn how to use it to create a one-page business plan that will set up our business and lives for success in 2023 and beyond. Let us learn more about SMART goals by reading an article from Zellhan's blog. Then we'll get into the one-page business plan that will set you up and your business for success this year. The article is titled, Set Better SMART Goals with These 7 Strategies and will be linked in the show notes or episode description. Have you ever started a new project and not finished it? Have you ever set a goal for your business or marketing strategy, but in the end you're not sure if you were successful or if it was even worth the trouble to do in the first place? These and others are problems you will face when you don't use SMART goals in setting your marketing goals and planning your marketing strategy. SMART goals will help make sure that doesn't happen. SMART goals are specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. Setting SMART goals can give your marketing strategy the direction it needs to be successful. SMART goals allow you to focus on the end goal while also making sure that you don't get discouraged along the way. SMART goals also help facilitate better decision-making because it is easier for businesses to identify what needs to be done when more specifics are given. In this blog post, we will discuss what SMART goals are and how they can improve our marketing strategy. What are SMART goals? We've already defined what SMART goals are in the introduction of this post, but let us define SMART goals again in a slightly different way to help you understand what they are. SMART goals are a type of goal-setting strategy that help you set goals that are specific, measurable, achievable or attainable, relevant, and timely. SMART goals can help improve your marketing strategy and business because they provide a clear direction for success and enable you to track progress more easily. SMART goals allow you to break down large tasks into smaller ones so it's easier to stay on task 
while also making sure nothing is missed. SMART goals are much more effective for marketing than vague or poorly defined goals. Any business of any size can benefit from using it in its marketing campaigns and strategies. In fact, you recommend using them in all other facets of your business to ensure you have a metric by which to easily and quickly determine the success and efficiency of your activities. We're going to take a deeper look at these goals below and give an example of them as we go forward. Specific goals. Specific means that the goal is clear and well-defined. Without a goal being specific, it will be hard to execute because it is unclear what exactly needs to be done. Because it is unclear what exactly needs to be achieved. It will also be hard to stop or determine if it was successful because with vagueness around what needs to be done, we can never say for sure that we've achieved what needs to be achieved. From this, we can see that without a goal being specific, we might not be able to execute on it. To set better specific goals, we recommend you use numbers to make it easy to identify. For example, instead of saying, I want more website traffic, it is better to say, I want to get to 500,000 monthly visitors this year. As you can see from this example, it is easier to determine if we have been successful or not just by the metric that was given. That is, did we or did we not get to 500,000 monthly visitors? And we've also seen here that this example is time-bound as well, but we'll get to that a little bit later. As we progress, you will also realize that this goal is not only specific about what needs to be achieved, but it sets an amount making it measurable, and it tells by when it needs to be achieved, making it time-bound. Measurable goals. Measurable means that there is a way to tell if the goal was achieved. As we look at our previous example of a non-specific goal, I want more website traffic, we realize that it's hard to quantify or measure more. If we get to 500,000 monthly visitors for the year, we might say we got more website visitors, but in truth, that is only possible if we set a metric to define more, which in this example is 500,000 monthly website visitors. It is also important to use this to measure success in a simple way. Let us say that we decided on the goal of setting 500,000 website visitors each month as our measurable metric for success in getting more website visitors. We can say we were successful only if we started out with less than 500,000 monthly website visitors which is only natural. If, in the unfortunate event, we started out with, let's say, 600,000 monthly visitors, but ended with 500,000 monthly visitors, even though our goal was measurable, it wasn't really helpful in determining what success should look like. This relates to the next type of SMART goal we might want to set, achievable or attainable goals. Achievable goals. Achievable means that it's possible to achieve the goal with hard work and determination. In business and marketing, we must decide on goals that are achievable and not built on some pipe dream or anomaly in our world. Rome was not built in a day. In other words, ensure that the goal you set out to achieve are goals that are highly possible to be achieved with some hard work. We will give an example of this by building our goal of getting more website visitors that we have been using so far. When we decided to implement SMART goals for this marketing objective, our goal changed from, I want more website traffic, 
to get 500,000 monthly website visitors by the end of the year. This is a much clearer and smarter goal to try to achieve. But what if we are currently at 450,000 monthly website visitors? Is our goal still achievable? What about 100,000 monthly website visitors? Is our goal still achievable? What if we just started our website and are currently a no man's land website with zero monthly visits? Is our goal still achievable? We have to be careful with how we set our goals. At 450,000 monthly visits, we can say with absolute certainty that getting to 500,000 monthly visitors is achievable or attainable. With 100,000 monthly website visitors, we might want to take a bit of time to decide and consulting with a professional on this case will be necessary before we can decide that it's possible. Generally, however, it might not be. Let's be realistic. We are asking for our website traffic to increase by 500% over the course of a year. No business grows that fast, and we might not want to expect our website visits to grow that fast either. At zero monthly visits and a completely new website, we won't even bother questioning how achievable it is. It's really not, and we all know it. And I like the example that was put here. I wrote this article on Zellhan's blog, by the way. I like the example that was put here because it's looking at the same goal of getting more website traffic or getting more traffic. And it's it's really important to understand that whenever you hire a marketer, this is the, the crux of the matter of this part of the episode. Let's say you hire a marketer and you're paying them X dollars. I won't attach a price, but you're paying them X dollars. You can't then say to the marketer, I want more traffic, I want more website traffic, or I want more clients, or I want to make more money, and then work towards that goal. Because how will you, at the end of working with this marketer, for example, know that you spend money wisely? How would you know that the return on investment was worth, or the juice was worth the squeeze, or the return on investment was worth the investment to begin with. You have to set goals at the onset, at the beginning of your working relationship that makes it very easy for you and your marketer or developer or anyone you're hiring for that matter to understand if this engagement, this partnership, this work agreement was a success. Carrying on, relevant goals. Relevant means that achieving these goals matter to you and your overall marketing and business objective. We need to ensure that the time, effort, and budget that will be invested in achieving this marketing goal is worth it and that it aligns with all our other marketing and business objectives in the short or long term. Continuing from our example above, on getting 500,000 monthly visitors on your website by the end of the year, our marketing team at Zelhan would then take the time to ask you, why do you need 500,000 monthly website visitors by the end of the year? Depend on your answer, we might agree or disagree with this marketing objective. The reason is simple. It might not be necessary or relevant to our overall marketing objective. You might think you need 500,000 monthly website visitors to get to your objective of 200 e-commerce sales per day. But we might look at your current traffic levels and decide that you already have enough traffic to get that amount of sales. 
we might decide that what you truly need is conversion rate optimization to get more sales from your current website traffic. And I like this, uh, it's not a monkey wrench, but it's a good FYI kind of call because it's really saying here that it's not just important to set goals that you know how to measure if they're successful or not, but they have to be goals that support the overall objective. Because you have to remember, you know, the, the business is an organis or organism, and if it's being pulled in several different directions, then it's being pulled apart. But if it's moving, everything that happens within the business is towards a specific goal, then everything that happens is edging it a little bit forward, bit by bit, step by step, to your overall objective. Let's say increase revenues by 25% in the next 12 months. And that is why when we work at Zelhan, we don't normally set too many different goals, even though we're doing a lot of different things. We set two goals, tops would be best, because then now we know what to consider whenever we're setting goals or making decisions on every level. Time-bound goals. Time-bound refers to setting a deadline by which we expect our SMART goal will be accomplished. Without one, then how can we know when to stop working? This one is fairly simple to understand, and so we'll go straight into our example and explanation. In the example we've been using, we initially decide that we want more website traffic. We then improved on that using SMART goals and it became get 500,000 monthly website visitors by the end of the year. This gives us a time by which we must see success in our campaign. It gives us a metric to work with that determines the goal must be achieved and means that we now have an easy way of deciding if we're on track to achieve our goals. What are the benefits of setting SMART goals? Using SMART goals is not limited to large established corporations with hundreds of employees. In fact, we recommend even a startup business owner who is trying to handle his own digital marketing use SMART goals. By using SMART goals, you can experience many different benefits in your business in the short and long term. Some of these benefits of using SMART goals include SMART goal setting forces you to think about what your business needs and ensures that the goal is achievable. This will ensure that you don't invest much needed capital into a marketing campaign that isn't worth it. SMART goals will also help you to consider how far off from success you currently are, if at all, so that there is no guesswork in this regard. You'll know if it's realistic or not. SMART goals can be used as a way for those within an organization to decide on specific projects they want to take on during any given period with their own time frame assigned. Say quarter one starts January 1st. Then company members set SMART goals for themselves, which correspond with strategic marketing plans and discussions, points out, but only have until March 31st or the end of quarter one. SMART goals can help you to keep focused on the task at hand. It makes it easier to measure your progress and see how near you are to achieve your goals. This makes it more likely that you will complete your goals. SMART goals make it easier to make a big decision in your business because you have a better perspective on your marketing and business goals, it becomes easier to track your progress. This makes it easier to make the best decision at every turn. Seven strategies to set better SMART goals. In this section, we're going to discuss seven strategies to set better SMART goals in your business. Our first strategy is strategy one, be time specific. Our first strategy is to always be specific about the time you have to complete your goals. You must set a deadline to get every task done. 
Elon Musk once said, if you give yourself six months to clean your room, you will take six months to clean your room. If you give yourself 10 minutes, then you will get it done in 10 minutes. This quote has not been confirmed, but the reasoning still stands. That statement accurately sums up our first strategy for setting smart goals. We also recommend that the time you set to be broken down into sizable chunks that are easy to measure and accomplish. For example, if your marketing goal is to increase your sales by 20% by the end of the year, then break it down into quarterly goals that should be achieved and would contribute to the overall goal of your business. This might be as simple as aiming to increase sales by 5% each quarter. Strategy 2. Add a priority rating to your goals. Adding a priority rating to your goals makes it easier to decide what is important to get done and what to focus on at each turn. Your priority rating must be dependent on the overall SMART goal you are trying to achieve and must rate each task to be done in order of how much closer they get you to your goal and how critical they are to achieving your goals. By setting a priority rating for your goals, you'll be able to get as close as possible to abiding by the Pareto 80-20 distribution rule. The Pareto 80-20 rule says, in simple terms, that 80% of your outcome is determined by 20% of the work you do. That means that by completing the tasks that are part of the 20% most important for your marketing goals, you can ensure that you achieve up to 80% of the results. Strategy 3. Ask important questions. When setting any SMART goal, it's important that you ask the important questions before you move forward with your plans. Asking the following questions will help you to decide if your goals are worth pursuing. Always start by asking these questions. Why should we pursue this goal or set up this marketing campaign? How does this bring us closer to the main objective? What will be required to achieve this goal in a financially feasible way? When should this goal be achieved by? Which metrics, factors, KPIs, and resources are most critical to the success of this campaign? Where do we expect to see the most impact from the success of this campaign? And is it worth the investment required? How much, in terms of Pareto's 80-20 distribution, do we expect to gain from this campaign? Who will be required to achieve this goal? Will we have to hire or do we have the required human resource to go ahead with this? By asking and answering these questions, you will be able to steer clear of any trouble that might arise from pursuing a marketing campaign that doesn't bring you any closer to your main goal. And that's just an example. It can be anything. Strategy four, use numbers to your advantage. Using numbers to your advantage means that you must ensure that your SMART goals always have a number to define them that are normally vaguely expressed. For example, it is not enough to want to get more leads from your website. You must define what more is. This is similar to setting a measurable goal where you would want to get 10% more leads each month from your website. But with this strategy, we will take it a step further to use numbers to our advantage. In this example, we might want to get 5% more leads from our website because the answer to why we need this marketing campaign we want to increase our top-line revenue by 20%. By using numbers to our advantage, we would also add a bullet point that mentions that we need to increase revenues by 20%. Then we would add different combinations of how to achieve that goal. All leads aren't equal, and we know this. So as an example, we might know that one high-ticket lead 
that this side might bring us a 30% increase to our top line revenue. So we decide that getting one high ticket client each month gets us there. If we get two medium tier clients, we'll get a 28% increase. So we conclude that two medium ticket clients or one high ticket client gets us there. Then we might decide based on knowing our business's accounting numbers for profits, revenues and losses that we need to get five normal clients each month to get that 20% increase. So we then decide what we need. Five normal clients to get that 20% increase, two normal clients and one medium tier client to get the 20% increase, two medium tier clients to exceed the 20% increase, one high ticket client to get a 30% increase. The thing that I like about this article so far is that it's playing so nicely into what we're going to discuss in terms of goals for your business for 2023 and beyond, because it's giving actionable tips and advice that can help you set better goals for your business, not only smart goals, but goals that actually make sense in the grand scheme of things. We're almost finished, so I'm going to continue. Segment your time, that's strategy five. Segmenting your time is probably the easiest and most straightforward of all our smart goal improvement strategies. The way it works is by first remembering that your smart goal will take time to achieve and realistically will be more successful with consistent time over a certain period. To use a strategy, you will break down your marketing objective into smaller, more manageable chunks based on time. For example, you might want to increase leads from your website by 20% by the end of the year. You have decided to use content marketing to achieve this goal and have decided that writing helpful blog posts for your target audience, like this one, is the way to go. You need to get 50 blog posts on your blog in the next three months to start generating 20% more leads from your website by the end of the year. And so you decide that instead of posting 50 blog posts in one day, <laughs> which isn't very possible, you will instead break it down into more manageable pieces. You will aim to post one blog post every two days on average. Additionally, you also decide to commit five extra hours each day solely for creating blog posts. Because you've segmented your time into such manageable and easily attainable goals, it's easier for you to stay on track or pick yourself up if you fall off. By adding strategy one to the mix, you can aim to have 17 blog posts added to your website each month, which works out to about four posts each week. This makes it so much easier to stay on track and ensure that you achieve your marketing goals. Strategy six, learn setback accounting. As a university student, I studied to be an actuarial scientist, and this is the author of the article, who apparently is me, so <laughs> the, the, the shoe fits, so I'm wearing it. For those of you who don't know, an actuary or actuarial scientist is someone who specializes in risk management and normally works in insurance and pension funds. A large part of my study evolved around things going bad and going really bad, mortality. In fact, this was such a huge part of my study that there were entire advanced courses dedicated to the topic and we were always concerned with finding out when someone is likely to die. To get to that number, we had to do something important by considering every possible factor that could alter the age at which the person could die. We asked questions like, how old is the person? Do they have any diseases? What is their job? Does their family have any hereditary diseases? Have they been to the doctor in the last six months? 
Why have they or have they not been to the doctor in the last six months? Anything that could affect their mortality rate was taken into consideration. The same strategy should be used here for your marketing goals or SMART goals. You need to consider everything that could derail your plans. In my study of computer science and programming, yes, I love learning, we always talk about Murphy's Law. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Keep this law in mind. It's a law, not a rule. That means it holds true and will rear its ugly head even at the most inopportune times. Consider the economy, your work environment, your resources, your personal health, the health of key personnel. Anything and anyone that has a role to play in the success of the project must be considered and countermeasures taken into considerations. Once you have decided on the things that could influence your success positively and negatively, be sure to use a Pareto distribution and a priority rating from Strategy 2 to decide which will impact your chances of success the most. This will help you to avoid focusing on too many things that could go wrong. Stay consistent. This is another important strategy that is really simple and sometimes taken for granted. By remaining consistent with applying these smart growth strategies to not only your marketing, but all your business operations, you will begin to see results eventually, and when the results come, they will explode. We want you to remember that Rome was not built in a day. In fact, the hardest part of anything you do is getting started, but even a journey of a thousand miles must first begin with one step. We have listed this as a strategy because this strategy doesn't mean it must be highly complex. It just has to be systematic and highly rewarding. By being consistent with practicing these strategies, you will see opportunities to improve on them and improve your business and yourself. You will also see ways to use them in conjunction with others in every area of your life. For example, I only focus on the top three tasks of each day that moves me towards success. I break them into time segments and also ensure that I add priority ratings. The success and failure of each day depends solely on me accomplishing those tasks. For example, the top priority each day is to ensure that I write at least one blog post. Overachieving would be to post two. This was before. I don't write blog posts anymore. I don't think I'm very good at it, actually. This will ensure that I hit my goal of posting 100 blog posts to my blog in the next three and a half months. That was the goal. <laughs> But then I realized I wasn't very good at it. So <laughs> uh, the moment of reckoning. That was the article from Zelhan on smart goals. And it's going to be linked in the show notes or episode description. Now we're going to get into the meat of the matter. The goals that you need to focus on. The areas of your business that you need to focus on to set up your business for success in 2023. Very quickly, before we get started, I'd like to introduce myself. I'm your host today, Jabez Roberts, and I'm also the founder and CEO of Zelhan Systems Limited. I'll be your guide for this episode of Online Business Systems. How would you like to increase your revenues by 10% to 30% over the next 12 months? While we increase your revenues, wouldn't it be awesome if we could increase your profits by 10% to 30% as well? Then while we increase your revenues and profits, how about we take away all the stress, anxiety, and frustration of setting up and running a successful online version of your business. We'll keep it open 24 seven. 
Manage and market your amazing new online business so that you never have to worry about getting your next lead, sale, or client again. Introducing the Zellan Online Business Suite, where we take your business online with a website that churns out more leads, more clients, and more sales for your business 24-7. Added to your conversion optimized online business is a 12-month online marketing strategy to help your business reach its goals, whether it's more leads, more profits, or even to expand in the next 12 months. Managing marketing and helping to scale your online business is your team of website development experts experienced online marketing professionals, and accomplished online business development strategists working for you 24-7 so you have the time to do the things you love and spend with the people you care about. Managing, marketing, and helping to scale your online business is your team of website development experts, experienced online marketing professionals, and accomplished online business development strategists working for you 24-7 so you have more time to do the things you love and spend with the people you care about. The Zellan Online Business Suite works for every business of every size and niche and was designed and engineered to help you and your business succeed. We're so confident we can help you that we're giving you a 30-minute online business success strategy session valued at $1,000 for free so that we can show you what your business needs to succeed online. During this session, you will meet with an online business strategist from our team to discuss the problems holding your business back from success. Fears you have around taking the next step forward, frustrations you feel getting your next sale or client, and the goals you would like to achieve in the next 12 months. Your online business strategist will take everything from there in helping you set up a successful online version of your business that is fully managed, marketed, and secured by our team working for you. Visit onlinebusiness.zelhan.com to learn more or go to zelhan.com and schedule your free 30-minute online business success strategy session and our team will take care of the rest for you. Our first 10 signups will get a chance to save 10% on the entire year of their subscriptions. That's a minimum of $6,000 saved for the year and more than one month free. Set up a free consultation at zelhan.com to get started and claim one of 10 discounted spots. No obligation to buy, just tell us where you're struggling and our team will show you what you need to change to be successful. That's like we're paying you $1,000 to sit down with us for 30 minutes so that we can help your business succeed and help you achieve your dream life. Visit onlinebusiness.zelhan.com to learn more or go to zelhan.com with the link in the episode description or show notes and schedule your free 30-minute online business success strategy session and our team will take care of the rest for you. Conditions apply. Now we're getting into a bit of the core matter of what we're doing today because we're really looking at how to set up a one-page business plan. So here's how this works. I am just going to explain how this happened. A few years ago, I came across Patrick Bet David's video, the one page business plan posted on YouTube on Valuetainment. It was about three, four years ago. And I started following what was taught in that video. Now the video is going to be linked in the episode show notes and description. It has to be, it's like such a huge part of what we're doing. And the idea is that 
to be successful in business, you need to pay attention to six key areas of your life. The thing that we must understand is that we are the sum of our habits. So if we have a lot of bad habits, then we're going to be living less fulfilling, less meaningful lives than we potentially can be, less healthy lives. And if we have a lot of good habits, no one is perfect. We have bad habits there and there. But if the majority of our habits are good, we take care of our health, practice good finance, always pers- always um, getting a new skill or improving in some way, then you'll find that the quality of your life improves. The quality of your life improving means that the quality of your business will improve. So it is not productive for you to focus solely on your business goal. Because as an example, I believe Patrick used this example, is let's say you're going into a meeting, a meeting with financiers, for example. Someone is looking to invest in your company or they're a team of investors. And right before you head into that meeting, your girlfriend calls. She's tired. She's frustrated. She's been cheating for the past two months with your brother, mind you. <laughs> so let's make this very tragic. So your girlfriend or your boyfriend's been cheating with your sibling for the past three months. They're not interested anymore. The relationship is over. You had a huge fight in the car on the way to the meeting over the phone. How can you then now go into that meeting and things work out? No, tragedies happen. Trust me, they do. Like we discussed at the earlier part of this episode, tragedies do happen. But you have to realize that if your personal life is falling apart, it's going to affect your performance in business. And that's how we look at life holistically. And we're going to set ourselves up for success. The thing to note, the biggest change in my life that impacted my success was that a few things had to be aligned. Like the mindset had to change. My company had to change. You know, they say get rid of old friends and get new friends, stuff like that. That had to happen for me. I also had to create an environment as best as possible that was conducive for success. And this had to happen over time. It never happened one day, one night, one month, but it took time. And eventually the conditions were created to foster the success that I now have. And I know that to get to the next level, how things are currently has to change. And it's going to be the same with you as you set these goals. You're going to focus on six categories. Finance, business, health, relationships, personal development, and spiritual. We're going to go through each of these categories in a bit of detail. Because what I've done is I've looked up examples of goals that you can set in each category to help improve your life and your business. Now, when we look at each category, let's say we're looking at finance, the very first category, we're not just going to look at smart goals that you can set for better finance, because that is not all that we said. We also said that our habits help to determine who we are and how fulfilling our lives are. So if we have very bad habits, then we're going to have a bad life. And if we have good habits, we're going to hinge more to a better life. Additionally, I'm also of the opinion, this is not research, but I'm also of the strong opinion that your habits determine your goals achievability. Let me say it again. Your habits determine your goals achievability. So if you decide you're making 50K per year right now, you say this year, I want to make 100K per year. And you're, well, for the year, 
and you're currently going to bed at, let's say you're going to bed 11.30 or 12, and you wake up at 8, rush out to work for 8.30. You go to work for 8 hours, 8.30 to 5.30 or 4.30. Let's say you go 8.30 to 4.30. After 4.30, you head over your friend's house, you play video games, you watch Netflix, you gossip, and that takes place for another five hours because you have dinner at your friend's. You come home and you finish your series. Then you're going to realize that it's very hard for you to double your revenue, your income at that stage, at that rate. It's the same with your business. If your business is operating on the fringes of collapse, then it's very hard for you to grow that business. And that is why we're going to be looking at your habits and your goals for each category. Healthy habits and smart goals for each category. I've been doing this for the past four years, like I said, I said, and I found it very helpful. The thing that you should keep in mind, though, is it's different for everyone. It depends on where you are, where you're headed. And without further ado, let's dive right into it. The first thing that you do is that you give your goal a title. So there will be a link to the video. And in the video on YouTube of Patrick Valetainment, you will have us. There will be a template that you can download. It's a free template you can download. And it has a title. For example, one year, I was the year of the Phoenix. I believe that was 2019 because I, I said to myself, I have to undergo some form of rebirth because as I am, I am not good enough to achieve the things that I've set out to achieve. That was the year of the rebirth, the year of the Phoenix, I believe, because I was doing the rebirth that year. That's how I put it. And it's going to be the same for you. What is this year? The year of business stability, the year of mastery, the year of <laughs> the year of reckoning. I don't know, but you get the idea. It depends on the theme of your year. My theme for this year is self-love, believe it or not. So this year I've decided that I'm going to spend more time with myself, taking care of myself, treating myself, rewarding myself, and being kinder, more compassionate, and loving to myself. And the reason for that is very simple. I work really hard, and I've found that because I push myself so much, I don't have healthy limits on reward and work. So I work a lot and I reward myself a little, which is a very good um, recipe for destroying my body. My body. So I'm going to try to balance that out by just learning and practicing a bit more self-love this year. I'm not going to focus on anyone else. I'm going to focus on how well I can improve myself, get better at taking care of myself, rewarding myself, etc. It sounds selfish, but it's important when you're an altruist. It's important when you're giving so much to others for you to give some to yourself as well. Or in the end, you won't have anything to give. Let's get started with finance. And then we're going to get into business and finance goals. Now, for finance goals, you want to set goals that they don't have to be revolutionary, but they have to be goals that are a step in the right direction. It's your first time doing this. Ideally, you want to set goals, for example, that will help you in the future, but also be rewarding in the present. So here's here are a few goals. Here are seven examples of goals you could set. Good finance goals for you to set. Start an emergency fund. So that could be one goal. For 2023, 
I'm going to start an emergency fund. And you can say you're going to add three months of expenses. Normally, say you had six months, but let's say you're going to start with three months. It's your first year. So a goal could be start an emergency fund in 2023 and have up to six months of expenses saved in a savings or checking account. And that could be one goal. Another is to pay off debt. You could say, I will pay off all my debt in 2023 or in the next 12 months. And paying off debt is one of the most, uh, I will say, it is one of the most rewarding. Because here's what's happening. You have to pay interest on your debt. So the longer the debt stays there, the more you're going to have to pay. And because you're paying the debt, you're robbing yourself of the opportunity of using that money that is paying the debt to be used elsewhere for investing. So if your debt is 10%, like Warren Buffett would say, if you're if you're paying a loan at 10% per year, you have a loan at 10% for the year. It is better to pay off that loan than it is to try to invest in the stock market. Because if you invest in the stock market, you can lose the money. And you have to be really good to make 15% per year on the stock market. Most people aren't. So what are you going to do? You're going to pay off the debt, and that's as good as a 10% return because you're saving yourself 10% of expenses in interest every month or year, depending on how the debt is compounded. Another financial goal is save for retirement. It's never too young to start. In America, you have what's called a Roth IRA. I'm not a financial advisor, but you can look into those. Talk to your banker. Talk to your employer if you are employed. Talk to your HR team if you're an entrepreneur. If you have a business, let's say you have a small business, I'm pretty sure you could speak to an insurance agency and offer your employees a bit more security. They'll love you for it. All right, so save for retirement this year. Towards that end, you could say just open a RAT IRA account. That could be the goal. Open a RAT IRA account this year. Strive for home ownership. I won't go into the conversation of whether home ownership is safe or terrible financial advice. What I will say is that striving for home ownership could be a good financial goal to set, especially if you have a family or you're looking to get married and settle down. You would like to have the stability of knowing that your family always has shelter. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It has its place here and there, and this is one of them. Having a place of rest and shelter, a sa- of safety, that is important. So strive for own- home ownership. You could say for this year, I will make a 20% down payment on my f- future home. Pay off the car. Car debt is one of the more popular things around today, and it's a debt that has interest being paid or accrued on it every month, for example and the car is reducing in value every month, for example, or whatever mile that you put on it. So paying off your car debt helps to save you money because there's a gap in how. Look at it this way. The longer you have the car, the more the debt increases if you're not paying it, and the lower the value of the car. So the price of the car is going up and the value of the car is going down, depending on how you do things. So paying off your car is a good way because then the price of the car, the the cost of the car, is not going to increase even though the value is decreasing and i mean i don't worry too much about depreciation like most people if you love a car you're not going to buy it and then sell it in five years at the end of the depreciation cycle you're going to keep it for a while but like i said i'm not your financial advisor and i do love cars so my opinion is very very biased invest in a college education 
I won't say invest in a college education because I took this list from reputable sources, like I said, I'll research here and there. But the reason why I put college education is because I really want to emphasize further education. Further education means getting an online MBA, for example. I'm going to be doing that. We're going to discuss this a bit more in the personal goal, personal development section. But improving your education is the best way to increase your, your, your income. And this leads back to finance, which is why I left college education, because that is normally the step up in terms of educational level that gives you the most financial success, actually. So if you go from a high school graduate to just a college graduate, it can result in one of the biggest increases in your revenues or your income. Because remember, if you're a qualified marketer, financial analyst, computer programmer, doctor, lawyer, whatever the case may be, you're a specialist and you're charging a premium fee for your services versus if you're a high school student and you're just trying to get along with a side hustle. So this is also very important, not only for your financial life, but for your business. And plan for fun. So like I said, finance goal, plan for fun. If you want to eat out once every week, save for that. If you want to have a wonderful trip, save for it. That way you're not doing it off a credit card, you're not borrowing a loan for it, and you're in such a position that even when you're having fun, you're doing it in such a way that is drawing you closer to closer to your goal. Because remember, one of your goals for the year could be have your own home or start an emergency fund. Now, financial habits, very good financial habits. Like I said, I did a lot of research to get this list together. It is by no means exhaustible. These are just examples to give you an idea of what you could set for your finance habit that will help you to get closer to your business success in 2023. The first is save 20% of my income. And this one is very interesting. The reason why I put this first is it's one of the best ways to get going, but it's worded trickily because I read a book from Brian Tracy. It's one of his better, it's one of his sales books, Secrets of Closing the Sale. Or was that by Zig Ziglar? The Psychology of Selling by Brian Tracy. That's the name of the book, I believe. And it says in the book that when you set goals, for example, to increase your income, you should write it down. So write down these goals, guys. The other thing he said is that you never try to save 20%. You should spend only 80%. And here's how you do that. Instead of, let's say you get your pay, $1,000. You're paid $1,000. When you get your salary, do not then pay your bills, eat out, get a new iPhone. <laughs> Don't get a new iPhone. And anything in between. And then you save what's left. What you do is you save the 20% or then you invest the 20%. That's $200. And then from there, you can pay your bills, buy the new iPhone if you want it at this stage, get those new expensive shoes because you would have done what is most important, saving and investing. And you save when you have to cover your expenses. And then after a few months saved up of expenses, you start to invest because savings, they don't, it doesn't really return anything on your, your money. Run my credit score on the 18th of every month. So I think Patrick B. David did this. This is an example of what could work for you, especially if you're in America. Just keeping track of your credit score, financial habits. Track all my spending and saving on a spreadsheet with an app or in a book. I do this. I started a few months ago and I've become more frugal. And I love that because I have butterfingers at times. I can be impulsive when buying. 
So when I know that I'm going to have to write down how on earth I spent $2,000 on shoes, well, I've never done that, but you get the idea. It's less likely that I'm going to do it because I do have shoes and I don't like to see those reds going in for what I'm spending and not so much green going in for what's coming in. I love to see greens. So you do the same. You track all your spending and saving on a spreadsheet. It's going to get you more intimate with your money. And that's a very good habit. Follow a budget. This is one of the more popular recommendations. And I recommend that you do follow a budget because if you're running a business and you have no idea of how money is spent and allocated, you have a problem. It's even without tax season, you're going to have a problem. Set financial goals. That's pretty good. It speaks for itself. Also, pay yourself first. Pay bills on time. Find and stick to a debt repayment plan. Check your bank accounts each day. Invest in insurance. This two, these last two are very important. Check your bank accounts each day. Invest in insurance. So in my country, there is this big scandal with a company, SSL, where employee, or I believe it's employees, stole money from other people, including track and face star Usain Bolt. Over 12 million US dollars. Now in my country, whenever you earn one dollar US, one US dollars, that's 150 Jamaican dollars at least. So that's 150 times 12 million. That's how much money Mr. Bolt lost. That's what, 10 billion? They're about, I don't know. I haven't done the math proper. I'm just guessing. So to have lost so much money is not fair at all to Mr. Bolt. So you track, you, you check your bank accounts each day. Get very, very intimate with your money and invest in insurance. Insurance is also a health habit because you're preparing yourself for what could go wrong in the future. Let's hope it doesn't, but if it does, Let's be able to deal with it and save for retirement. Very good financial habits. You choose three habits. You choose three goals because this is going to get long because there are four areas, right? Moving on to business goals. Now, your business goals, not going to spend as much time in the others because for finance, we're just getting into the groove of things. And as you might realize, out of these, for example, save for retirement, invest in insurance, pay bills on time. They aren't smart goals because they aren't specific, measurable, attainable. Well, in a way, they are smart goals, but they don't use all the factors. The reason why I've done it this way is because I don't want to tie you to just what's here. I just want to spark creativity and inspiration in your mind about what you could do. Now for business. Business is why we're here. We want to make more money in our business in 2023. Here are some business goals to consider. You're not yet an entrepreneur. So you could say, start a side hustle in 2023. Side hustle could be writing a blog, YouTube, drop shipping, selling a digital product, becoming an online consultant. The, the opportunities are endless. You have a smartphone, you have a computer, you have some sort of expertise. There is your side hustle. Increase revenues by 50% in 2023. Increase profits by 20%. Hire a marketing team or intern. Open a new location in X city. These are all business goals that are amazing. Pay off all business debt or loan. Decrease expenses by 15%. Expand into a new geographic market. Market through a new channel. Acquire a competitor. These are 10 examples of business goals that you could set for the upcoming year.
and now we have business habits. Wake up early. I wake up at 3 a.m. every morning. I have been recording for over an hour at this stage, and it's 5.34. So I woke up at 3. I have my worship and Bible study. So we're going to look at spiritual as well for an hour. I finished writing the script for this episode for another half an hour, and I started recording at 4.30 a.m. It is currently 5.34. This is not going to be an hour long when you hear this because there have been mistakes that are going to be edited out and everything like that. But waking up early is a very good business habit because I tell you what, I woke up at 3 a.m., right? I started working at 4. It is now 5.30 a.m. I have not checked email, social media, the news. I have the websites. No, the website is up because I just read from um, Zelhan's blog. But the websites could be done. The server could have crashed. I don't know. But I've been focused for the past hour and a half. It's hour and a half because I start working at working at 4 a.m. It's 5.34. And it's going to be like this until about 7 a.m. Waking up early, getting job done. The most important job. So this episode is going to be posted tomorrow. I, need, I really need to record it this morning so it can be edited throughout the day. It is the most important. Remember, I spoke about the prioritizing your goals, your smart goals. This was no, this is number one on the list. And then I have a few client sites to work on. I'm going to have two, two important calls that could lead to meetings and stuff like that. So good business habit, wake up early. Business habit number two, set business goals every day. I have um, Evernote. Evernote is an app I use. Every time my computer starts up, a few things get started. My Secret my web security and VPN get started because I work online. I have to have those things. I also have Evernote get started. And what Evernote does for me is last night before I went to bed, I thought of what needed to get done today. And as I set the plan, Wednesday, January 25th, I believe. Yes. And these are the tasks that need to get done. Record episode 12 of Online Business Systems. Edit episode 12 of Online Business Systems. Schedule episode 12 of Online Business Systems. Call client A. Call client B. Work on client A's website. Work on client B's website. Etc. 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 So those are actual goals for today. And right now, I am doing the most important at this time. I So I wrote the script for... I finished... I completed the script, sorry episode 12 online business systems now i'm recording episode 12 online business systems i'm also gonna have to get that edited today call two clients work on their websites and we move on from there so i woke up early and i set business goals every day this has improved my productivity i don't have a number to 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 measure productivity but it's improved it quite a lot attend one networking event every month i don't do that i don't like networking I don't think it makes sense. I prefer to have things happen organically, naturally, in that I might be out, I meet someone interesting, they're into business, I'm into business, or get connected through a mutual connection for the sole purpose of business. Like that. It's a little bit better that way. But if it's for you, then sure, go ahead. One display of appreciation each day to an employee who did something outstanding. I like this one. This is one I came up with because if your employees feel valued and you have their best, best interests at heart and you're paying attention, they will put in work. 
invest 20% every month into our sales team or start each day with a 10 minute team meeting to ensure everyone can connect and hear their frustrations plan for the future, etc. That's also good. Follow our budget every day. <laughs> I laugh because it's one of the harder things to do because expenses are so unpredictable at times. But if you can set a budget and try to remain on budget, you, you can find ingenious ways of dealing with a lot of the emergencies that come up. And even for the ones that do come up, you have a very good understanding and hold on your finances. That can only lead to financial success for you and your business. So this is a good one. Follow up one day faster with clients we've served that are happy and two days faster with unhappy clients. This is pretty much improving your customer service. And that, that's going to pay dividends, my friends. Have one staff retreat every three months. So instead of having it once every year, you have it every three months. So it's more common and you, they look to it more. We're going to move on to health and relationships. Health goals. So if you're not healthy, you can't work. If you can't work, sadly, things aren't so good because then you're missing. Not every business can function without its owner just yet. It might be a small business, a startup. So taking care of your health is important. It doesn't make sense for you to sacrifice your health to be wealthy or successful. And then when you're wealthy or successful, you're too sick to enjoy it. So health goals. Get adequate rest daily. This is about eight hours of rest. Get regular physical activity. For example, you can say 5,000 footsteps each day or run one mile three times weekly or go to the gyms five times each week. I'm going to go back to the gym. So that is something I have to work on. Go to the gyms five times each week. That's something I'm going to be working on. Eat more plant-based foods. So I'm vegan. That's a good practice right there. That's a goal. But the thing that I've noticed is that a lot of the health goals are also health habits. So these are going to be interchangeable, but I have them on the goals. But you can use them as habits as well, because health is something that goes on and on. You don't just want to get there and then regress. You have to get there and stay there by doing the same thing over and over. So that's why I think your health goals and habits, when I was putting the list together, were so similar. Number four. Eat more whole grain breads and cereals. The white refined stuff is not so good for your blood sugar levels and it can cause diabetes. Choose healthy fats. Seed oils, not very healthy either. So you might want to go for olive oil or coconut oil. I don't I haven't used avocado oil, but you know, you can give it a try. Achieve or maintain a healthy weight. I'm not fat shaming or body shaming, but when you're heavier, your your heart has to work harder to push blood or pump blood throughout your body and it affects your energy levels and focus and your health. A lot of diseases are linked with obesity. Like I said, I'm not fat shaming or body shaming. And it goes the same if you're underweight as well. Like I come from a, a, a family of very thin people and that's one of the reasons why I have to go to the gym because I look in the mirror and I say to myself, this is not the best version of me. I can do better, so I'm going to do better. Free of dependence on tobacco, illicit drugs, alcohol, pornography, etc. These are all bad things like vices. I'm a Christian and the Bible speaks about vices. These are one of those vices that you want to get rid of because here's the thing, they, they poison you. You don't know it at first because there's such euphoria and such bliss whenever you're doing it. But over time, the toll stacks up. And I added pornography here because it's one of those things that it's everywhere. 
you go on Instagram, naked women, Twitter, <laughs> full blown pornography, TV, like in my country, Jamaica, most of the advertisements are so highly sexualized and everything like that. It's, it's very off-putting. So it's like everywhere. Same with illicit drugs, alcohol, smoking, tobacco. You can speak about the health benefits and glaucoma all you want. It's not something that's very good for your body for the most part. So try to get rid of harmful substances out of your system, out of your routine life. Take care of yourself. You're, you are your best you. <laughs> Does that even make sense? Yeah, well, you are your best you when you work on yourself. And the better you are, the better your business will function because you have more energy, healthy, everything like that. Maintain a cheerful, hopeful outlook on life. Just being positive will help you to think positively, get endorphins flowing, makes it easier to deal with stressful activities. Be realistic, but at the same time, be optimistic and work towards the optimistic side of things. Drink more water and less carbonated sugary drinks. And it's like I said, it's like a goal and a habit. The more water you drink, the better it is for your liver. The less sugar you use, the better it is for your health. And like I said, refined foods aren't good. That goes the same for carbonated sugary drinks like Pepsi. No one's ever drunk a lot of Pepsi and said, oh, it made me so much better. So get rid of that. Get in more water. And health habits. Be physically active every day. Like I said, it can be, the habits and the goals interchange. Because you once you get healthy, you want to stay healthy. So the things that you did to get healthy, to get to the goal, you're going to keep doing them to maintain that goal. So be physically active every day. Eat plenty of vegetables and some fruit every day. I want to get more fruits. So that's something I'm also going to be working on. Get enough sleep and eat breakfast. I should do this. So I told you I'm, I'm working on self-love. I don't sleep a lot, which doesn't surprise you if I wake up at 3 a.m., right? So I don't sleep a lot. And what I normally do is I work really hard for days until I'm so tired that I just sleep in one morning, which isn't very good. It shows that something is wrong. So I'm going to have to work on that. Switch to low-fat, 1% or less, milk, cheese, and yogurt. Now, I'm not a health a health specialist. I don't eat pl um, animal-based products, so I can't say that I do agree with this. But if it's good, let's say your doctor says it's good, go ahead. Go ahead. Do something healthy every day that makes you feel good. Now, this can be as simple as having a green juice. Now, I'm beginning to hear about green juice from a client I work with. He makes it sound interesting. Makes it sound delicious. I added once, it was terrible. It was like eating, gra drinking grass water. You've had grass water? No, I haven't had grass water, but that's what came to mind <laughs> when I was having that green juice. It wasn't terrible. It just was new. So you want to do something healthy every day that makes you feel good. And it's a good example. A very, very, very good example that you like is if you're frustrated just go for a 10-minute walk and think about the problem that you're trying to solve. It works wonders, my friends. It's like the blood starts flowing to your mind. The creativity shuts up. Go outside. Don't walk around in the office because you're in the same environment. Go outside and walk for 10 minutes. Think about the problem. Inhale some fresh air. So after you inhale, you hold for like five seconds. You exhale. Do that for like three, do like three times in a row. It's going to be brilliant. Turn off the screens and live your life. I sometimes pick up the phone and call my friends just to say, hi, how you doing? And have a conversation. I do it with family as well. I believe that texting is 
is such a it's not a bad thing but it removes so much intimacy from conversation and intimacy doesn't have to be kissing and sex it's more like one-on-one personal deeper connection and that's why at times i try to make a call when it's within reach i would love to visit as well have a wonderful meal together because those shared experiences I always believe that when I'm about to die, let's say I'm on the bed, I'm about to die. I'm never going to say, wow, I should not have visited you and had dinner that evening. I should have just texted you, stay home and play Call of Duty. I don't think that's going to be the conversation. I think it's going to be that one time I came over, we had a talk and I don't know, let's say a bug got in the house and your wife ran away. I don't know. Things happen when you're with people. Things worth remembering. So do that more and text less. Snack on healthy foods. That's good. So instead of having uh, a bit of KFC, have a celery. <laughs> Nobody's going to do that, I know. But try to be more mindful of your health. Eat smaller amounts. I don't know if I agree with this. It was taken from a health website, so sure. That might be good, but I do love get. Don't overeat. Let's put it that way. One of the health laws in my religion, and we get to faith, we'll talk about. When spiritual, I'll talk about the health laws there. Let's hope I remember. One of the, the, the health laws is that you should be temperate, meaning that you shouldn't overindulge in anything, even if it's something good. So eating less food and eating less fast food, I believe that's what's here. You can use that. Just don't overdo it. At Zelhan, we believe in the power of the internet, software, and technology to make it easier to start and run a successful business online. We know that it takes more than running Facebook or Google ads for two or three months to attract the right clients or customers for your business. We also know that as a business owner, you don't want to be bogged down with learning the latest online marketing trends, the best way to set up a Facebook ad, understanding what to do before or after your newest Google ad campaign goes live for it to be successful. We want to make it easier for you to attract more clients and customers, increase revenues, build a brand that your ideal client knows, loves, and trusts, and ultimately live your dream life. That is why we have removed the guesswork out of marketing your business online by designing and engineering a 12-month marketing strategy tailored for your online business's success. Introducing Zelhan's online marketing system. Over the next 12 months, our online marketing and business development strategy teams will work together with you to help your business succeed. We do this by settling on SMART goals to achieve over the next 12 months for your business. A SMART goal can be as simple as increasing revenues by 15% in the next 12 months, getting 20 new clients in the next year, or even growing top-line revenue to $500,000 in the next 12 months. After we set and agree on the SMART goals to achieve, our team will design and engineer a unique and helpful marketing system that will give you the highest chance of success and achieving your goals. Every month, we will have a consultation with you to let you know our progress on helping you achieve your goals. It will help you understand what we worked on last month and the results. What worked, what didn't work, what our conclusions are, and how best to move forward strategically in the next month. By doing this, we ensure that our goals are always aligned with yours and that of your business. Your business is getting the results it needs, and you know that your Zell and marketing team is working 24-7, doing meaningful work to support your business's success. 
After 12 months, we will have our final consultation where we will say our goal set in January 2023 was to increase revenues by 15%. It is now January 2024 and we have successfully increased your revenues not by 15%, but by 25%. Our approach removes the guesswork out of getting your next sale or client and makes your online business success inevitable as a result of a marketing strategy tailored for your business's success. Prices start at $3,000 per month. That is as low as $100 per day for your own professional and experienced marketing and business strategy teams working 24-7 to ensure your business succeeds. But for a limited time, our first 10 signups will get a chance to save 10% on the entire year of their subscription. That's more than $3,500 in savings for the year or more than one month free. Set up a free consultation at zelhan.com and click Get Free Consultation to get started and claim one of 10 discounted spots. The link will be posted in the description of the video if you're watching on YouTube and the show notes if you're listening to our podcast. Go to zelhan.com and click Get Free Consultation to set up a free consultation with our team to get started and our team will handle the rest for you. Set up your free consultation today and be one of our first 10 signups who will get the chance to save 10% on the entire year of their subscription. That's more than $3,500 in savings for the year and more than one month free. Conditions apply. So now we're going to look at relationship goals. So the relationship goals that I have listed here, I just have four examples because it's really the habits I want to get into. And I have an article prepared with 10 simple habits of healthy couples. So we're going to get there, but before we get to the habits, let's look at the goals. Goal could be get into a relationship, get engaged, get married. It depends on where you are, what your relationship status is, and what your relationship goals are, or what you would like to have romantically. You might be the type that wants to be single. Maybe you want to be married. Maybe you want to be a mom, maybe a dad. It depends. And you have to set goals that, like we said, get you towards that goal. So get into a relationship, get engaged, get married. That could be a goal. Have your first or our, because it's a relationship. Have our first, second, third, or another child. I don't know. (laughs) It depends on where you are and what you want. Another is go on vacation to Barcelona, Asia, etc. with significant partner, significant other or your partner. And this one is beautiful because I saw pictures of Barcelona and I said to myself, I should visit. It's beautiful. And you can do the same. Go to a nice place with the person you love that you want to spend the rest of your life with. Spend a few days, have a wonderful time and bond. It's very important to have meaningful relationships going through life. Because like we said at the start, well, it's not at the start of the episode, but at the start of looking at the the one-page business plan, you want to be in such a position where your life is in harmony and is bringing you closer to your goal. And that doesn't happen if you have a toxic relationship that teeters on the edge of the, the brink of destruction every other day. That's not very good health. That's not very good for your business's success. Have dinner together every evening at work. And I put at work because you might be an entrepreneur like myself that works 18 hour days. You might be in the office more times than you're home. What you can do is you can make a compromise. You're, let's say you're an entrepreneur, you own a business. 
Let your wife or your husband, girlfriend, your boyfriend come over every evening at the office and you have dinner together. You're not at home because, well, you're working and you can't spend the entire night. But what you can do is you can uh, set aside some time each day where your significant other know they have you for an hour or so uninterrupted. And the reason why this works is because psychologically, I read a psychology book and it says that, and I believe Dr. Peterson spoke on this as well, Jordan Peterson, that is, uh, 15 minutes each day, each day, or is it each month, each week? It's either each day or each week, just 15 minutes uninterrupted, just to catch up with someone. How are you doing? What's new? What are you working on? How did that turn out? What are you going to do next? Just 15 minutes each week, I believe, is a statistic. It's enough to ensure that intimacy isn't decreased and there isn't distance or brink between you and the person. So just catching up 15 minutes each week is good enough. Now, imagine if you're going to have dinner every night at work or three times per week. That's going to give you and your partner enough time, even in a busy world, to make things work. Now I'm going to get to the relationship habits that I mentioned. The article will be linked in the show notes or episode description, like we said. And this is an article from smartcouples.ifas.ufl.edu. So I think University of Florida and IFAS, I'm not sure what IFA is, IFAS is, but it's part of the University of Florida. The link is in the description for our friends, our listeners in America. You can tell us in the comment section below. It's titled 10 Simple Habits of Happy Couples. I'm going to read the article. It's, it's rather short. Do you know any couples who seem like they're kind of just happier? There's something about the way they look at each other, laugh together, or seem to want to be with each other. We're not talking about newlyweds here either. Some of these couples have been married a long, long time, and they're using the, the picture of, a, of an aged Asian couple. If you've wondered what the secret is to being a couple like this, of course, the answer is that there isn't any one secret. And the truth is that any couple, no matter how happy they appear, can run into serious trouble. But researchers do know that there are certain habits and ways of communicating that seem to help couples feel more satisfied. If you'd like to increase your own marital happiness, and who doesn't, try changing up your habits to include a few of these. And it says marital, but just keep in, keep in mind your, your, your habits in your relationship goes into your engagement and goes into your marriage. So this is a good way to treat not only your wife or husband, but if you are not married, your significant other and even your friends, because those are relationships as well lacking in intimacy as they might be, platonic as they might call them. The first is to send a loving text. Most of us text our partners at least a couple of times a day, and sometimes many times a day. Much of the time, these texts may be on the practical side, but try making time for some purely loving, affectionate messages too. It only takes a second, and studies show it can enhance your relationship. Share the stuff that matters. It can be hard enough to find time to talk, and when we do, it may be about work, the kids, family matter, or the house. But there is a strong argument for stepping outside these familiar topics and into the realm of those bigger, more meaningful topics. You know, the ones you used to talk about back when you were dating. What's your dream vacation? 
How do you hope to be remembered? What hobby do you secretly want to start? A large study of couples found that those who share intimate details like these are happier. Be physically affectionate each day. In the hustle and bustle of daily life, we may forget to slow down and physically connect with our spouses. We're not just talking about sex here, but all kinds of physical connection, from hand-holding to long hugs to daily kisses and caresses. Data show that people in physically affectionate relationships are happier and more satisfied. By the way, cuddling and non-sexual affection seem to be more especially important to men. And that's in the article, that's not me saying it. <laughs> wow. Turn towards, not away. Every day, as we spend time together, we make little comments and observations that invite our spouse to connect. Did you hear about that story in the news? This crazy thing happened to me at work. Look at this beautiful sunset. Researchers have found that people in happy relationships respond to these bids for connection positively and openly, while those whose relationships are less happy are more likely to ignore or not respond. Every day, remember to turn towards, not away. Celebrate and have fun together. Married life can get busy, crazy, and sometimes very task-oriented. Did you pick up the cold medicine? What about the dry cleaning? We have parent-teacher conferences tonight. But if we forget to make time for enjoyment and stress-free good times together, we lose out. According to research by psychologist Howard Markman, couples who invest in fun and remember to celebrate enjoy happier relationships. Express gratitude and appreciation more often. When was the last time you sincerely thanked your spouse for something he or she did? Unfortunately, Sometimes we tend to focus on what our partners mess up and forget to say thanks for everything they do right. But gratitude and appreciation play a key role in nurturing commitment and keeping relationships together. Building more rituals. Adding a few more couple rituals to your day, year, or routine can help the two of you build a special, shared culture that is about the couple. Whether it's Wednesday donut day, a daily sunset walk with a dog, a nighttime party together, or the way you celebrate the new basketball season. These moments will help create memories and bring you closer. Remember to repair. Every couple fights and experiences problems, but one factor that can really make a difference, experts find, is how well we recover from these negative moments. Next time things get a little broken, be sure to bring a repair to the table with love, honesty, and good humor. There can be a hundred different ways to do this, the important thing is to make the effort with an open heart. Practice random acts of kindness. It may seem obvious, but sometimes we all need a reminder. Kindness counts. Over time, couples who go the extra mile to help each other out in little ways, like filling up the car with gas, doing the dishes even when it's not your turn, or picking up those favorite muffins at the bakery, are more likely to be happy than those who aren't as generous or kind with one another. Go to bed at the same time. Does one of you tend to trudge off to bed early while the other one stays up reading, working, watching TV, or on the internet? It's a familiar situation for lots of couples, especially if someone has to get up early, or if one of you is a night owl while the other is a lark. But you might want to see if you can change up this habit, at least some of the time. Research suggests that couples who go to bed at the same time report less conflict, more serious conversation, and more sex. Time to snuggle up. And these are the, there are some references here. And you, you can find a link to this article, like I said, in the episode description or the show notes.
The next section is personal development and spiritual. So those are two. We're going to look at personal development goals. Personal development goals. Now, these are goals that are going to be geared toward helping you improve in some way. And like I said, we've discussed the crux of setting these goals. These are just examples to spark uh, creativity in your mind. So find a career that you love. That's a good personal development goal, especially if at this stage you're doing something and you're not exactly certain if it's what you want. Now, I understand that we're doing this for entrepreneurs and business owners, but there's a reason why other people do business. It's oftentimes a means to an end are means to an end. But here's the thing. If you can find a career that you love, you can do a business around that. And if you're currently doing business and it's not working out or it's not something that you want to do for the next 10, 15, 20 years, just finding a new career can help you in that regard. Find a life partner. This one is, you could put it under relationship, but I put that personal development because once you get into a relationship, and you can ask this of anyone who's happily married after five years. Before five years, they don't count. You learn a lot to shut up and you learn a lot to bite your tongue and you learn, not, not, you learn a lot about giving and being kind and being empathetic and not thinking of yourself all the time to make things work. And this is on a personal development because these are traits that are very important for you to have as a person. And just being in a relationship with someone you want to be with for the rest of your life will help, will help you in such a way that's not forced, but it's also kind of pushed on you, not because you're forced, but because it's become so important for you to adapt these traits for your relationship to work. That will only help you as a person overall. Another personal development goal is that you might want to get your advanced degree. So let's say you graduated college and you want to go and get your advanced degree, a master's, a PhD, go for it. Personal development goal might be to work out more often. Well, that's a habit. So I'm going to get to the habits. Let me stick to my list. Uh, become a better listener. Now, this isn't a smart goal, but the better you listen, the better you converse. I've, I spoke to someone recently that said that my ability to listen is very important in getting people to do the things that I would love for them to do, especially in the work environment. And he said that it's also important to listen and be respectful, even if you disagree. So be if you disagree with a person, disagree with the person's idea, but not with the personal. Don't get personal. And this comes back to listening as well. Another thing that this might help in your relationship is whenever you have a conversation and someone is especially emotional or hurt, it's important that whenever they say something, you say to them that this is what I hear you're saying. Am I correct? You repeat it to them in your own words. And if they say yes, then you're, you're able to reply. Because that's that, it is at that point that you're certain that you understand what is it that they're exactly saying because you've confirmed with them in your own words that this is what they're saying and they've given you the affirmation. Otherwise, you shut up. <laughs> so listen, is good. Uh, buy your first home. Save X number of dollars for retirement. These are similar to the previous ones, but these are all personal development because like we said, these fields all come together in your overall success and standard of living. Let's just jump into the habits real quick. Personal development habit, wake up early. So this one relates to business as well. This is very important for your own personal development. Work up, wake up uh, an hour early, go to the gym, or get a run, or meditate, or read a book, or work on that business plan that you've been working on to get your business up and running. This is very important. Have a proper breakfast. 
good for your health. Exercise, meditate, plan each day and stick to the plan. Read one book every two weeks or 20 pages each day. Learn a new language. Put your phone away during conversations, which can be very rude. Be more accountable and take responsibility for everything that happens to you. Be more empathetic to others as well. These are all important personal development habits that you practice two or three of these, then you're on the way to success because you're living a much better life and you're getting the better version of yourself. A habit might be to practice self-love. So this is something I'm emphasizing for myself this year, self-love and rewarding myself for hard work. That could be something you work on as well. And the shortest, uh, the shortest part of this is the spiritual goals because here's what, I am a Christian, but religions are as wide and as varied as there are frogs in the sea. And I don't believe there are frogs in the sea, but we're going to stay with that metaphor for now. The idea being that I do not know enough about other religions or spiritual activities that I condone. For example, a lot of things in the world are actually satanic and demonic. Spiritual goals. This is a very short one. So I'm just going to stick to what I am familiar with, but depending on what you practice as your religion or your spirituality, if you're a spiritual person, some people are atheistic, this won't apply to them or agnostic, but I put it here and I put it in my own words because this is what I'm familiar with. This is what I'm comfortable. This is what I can speak on, but this is by no means limiting what you can do for your experience. So spiritual goals. Teach one person about my faith. So I've taught you about my faith. I am a Christian, a Seventh-day Adventist. That's my creed. Like I believe that Jesus is the Son of God and he's going to return the second time. We keep the Ten Commandments, everything like that. Read an entire religious book. Every morning I wake up, and this is a goal. Every morning I wake up, I read the Bible, and I read books from Ellen White. That helps me to learn more about the Bible and explains the Bible a bit more. That might not be your cup of tea. Find your comfort zone and what works for you. Because you're gonna after this spiritual section, I'm gonna explain what's happened and learn more about my faith. So my faith is very wide, a lot of history, and a lot of people don't agree with it. A lot of people are against it. So I have to learn more about my faith to ensure that I am practicing my faith from my own convictions. Right? And a spiritual habit, pray three times daily. So this is a habit that I practice. I pray more I pray more than three times, but I make it a habit of kneeling down to pray three times, like dedicating prayer, dedicating time to prayer three times. And my goal actually for this year is to get it to six times per day. So we're on, on track to get that done. Go to a public place of worship once per week. And this is important for some people. It's not so important for others. For me, it's something that I never did much of in the past, and I'm trying to change that. I think fellowshipping with the brethren, as they put it in the Bible, is important. Not just because... Because I don't like going out very often, but the Bible says we should not forsake fellowship with the brethren. So that's something I'm working on. Another habit, follow my religious rules. Example, the Ten Commandments in Christianity, more faithfully. So follow the, the, the religious rules more faithfully. We all have temptations. I spoke about vices recently, drugs, alcohol, smoking, gambling, pornography, all those things. They're all there. And a lot of our religions speak against these vices because they're bad for us. It's important that we try to abide by the commandments 
or by the laws or by the statutes or the rules. See, I can only speak about what I know. And in my religion, we still obey the Ten Commandments, meaning that we go to worship on the seventh day, the Sabbath. That is important to me. And I'm doing that because that is what is stipulated of me in the scripture. This isn't a religious debate, but I'm just sharing my belief because what I found happened, like I promised, is that by being more faithful, more spiritual, my life has improved. So I mentioned previously the laws of health. The acronym, the, the laws of health in Seventh-day Adventism are, I believe there are eight, new, start, seven. That eight, seven laws that you should follow to improve the quality of your spiritual, physical, mental, and emotional life. It's a, it's a new start. It's an acronym for nutrition, eat proper food. We're plant-based. We don't eat animal proteins and our animal products. And we tend to live longer than most people. Not bragging or anything, but it's their Seventh-day Adventists, Blue Zone, California. Uh, exercise. Exercise is important. W for water. Drink a lot of water. And like I said in one of the one section previously, less sugary drinks for your health, right? More water. The S is for sunlight. So there are massive benefits for getting more sunlight. Just calcium, for example. You can't absorb a lot of calcium if you don't have enough vitamin D. Getting sunlight helps you to absorb more calcium, strengthens your bone. Vitamin D act activates, I'm not a doctor, but it activates something in the body that helps to fight off infections and diseases. So getting more sunlight. Uh, tea, temperance, don't overindulge in anything, even if it's good, because too much of anything is bad. Temperance, A, fresh air, so get out of fresh air. It's five, no, it's after six right now. Like I told you, I woke up early. It's 17 minutes past six. My windows are open. The air is really fresh. It's really cool. The birds are chirping. It's Jamaica. It's good for your health. R, rest. So I don't rest enough. I'm going to have to work on this. Rest and exercise are the two things I need to work on from this list. So like I said, I'll follow my religious rules, right? So I need to get more rest. Eight hours per night. So instead of working and then rest, I should rest and then work. Meaning that I should get eight hours and then work the rest of the time. It's like you're saving and you're spending. You save 20% and you spend what's left. What's left. So I'm going to do that. And the last T is trusting God. And the reason why I brought this up is because I mentioned it previously. And I've been speaking about how it's important to follow all of these different, working on all these areas, finance, health, business, personal development, relationships, spirituality. I think I missed one, but that's aside from the point. What I've learned happen is that when I focused on my spirituality, so I told you, I wake up at 3 a.m. I do Bible study for, three, for an hour from 3 a.m. to 4 a.m. I've noticed that my health has improved, my concentration has improved, my self-control has improved. I'm more peaceful, more calm, I'm happier, I'm getting more things done, I get along better with people, my business is improving. And it all starts each day with Bible study and worship, trusting in God. No, do not become a Christian because you want to be rich or anything like that. That is not what Christianity is about. But I'm just saying that by doing all these things, I've noticed improvements in every, literally every facet of my life has improved because I'm studying more. And how do I know? Because it's because I'm studying and worshiping more. Because if I don't study and worship more, I become a little less uh, groggy. You can put it that way. I'm more irritable. 
things aren't as smooth. So things affect me more. And because of that, the problem oftentimes gets exacerbated. It's been rewarding, actually, the spiritual section. This was supposed to be the smallest section because I don't want to be disrespectful of anyone's faith. So I could only speak on things that I do. Those are the, the parts of your life that you need to focus on. And these are all SMART goals. So this is the first part. What you're going to do is you're going to have the title, each section, personal development, health, business, finance, spirituality, etc. And you're going to have the habits and the goals. And these habits and goals, like we said, should align with your overall long-term goal or goal for the year. And this is what's going to bring you the best results in your business for the next year. Because now you're not focusing only on getting those sales in your business. You're improving your family life. And improving your family life puts you in a better mood when you go to the business meeting. Improving your mood in the business meeting helps you get along better with your financier, the board, your employees. They like you more. They work better. Productivity increases. Profits, profits increase. Revenues increase. Costs go down. People leave less and they stay more. So get this done. It's not one of those things where we say, all right, $1,000 per day on Facebook. <laughs> Nobody spend $1,000 as well. They do. Let's say I spend $100 per day on Facebook ads and no, no, no. There is a time and place for everything. And right now we have to look at the holistic, have a holistic view of your success. I'd like to thank you for listening to episode 12 of Online Business Systems on Zellhands Podcast, brought to you by Zellhands Systems Limited and our online business suite where we believe in using the power of the internet, software, and technology to make it easier to start, run, and build a successful online business. Your optimized online business comes with a conversion online business from our expert development team, a strategic and systematic online marketing system for short and long-term success, and a team of certified and experienced developers, marketers, website security specialists, and business strategists that are working 24-7 to ensure your business succeed. Get started with our micro plan that comes complete with website developers, UI UX designers, email marketers, SEO specialists, premium hosting and website security, your personal account manager, a business development strategist, and a PPC campaign from Facebook. Our micro plan starts at $5,000 per month, or less than $165 per day, or less than $7 per hour. Our first 10 clients will get a 10% discount each month, totaling $6,000 saved for the year. Go to onlinebusiness.zellhand.com and set up a free consultation to get your 10% discount. Remember to share our episode with your friends and family who you think will find this episode and others helpful. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube or where you listen to your podcast to get notified when we bring more amazing content tailored for your online business success. Visit podcast.zellhand.com for a complete list of our podcast episodes. You can also visit watch.zelhan.com or our YouTube channel to watch our most recent content. Most importantly, earn a $500 commission for every client you refer to us by signing up to become an affiliate at affiliates.zelhan.com. You can find all the resources mentioned in this episode in the show notes or episode description if you're listening on YouTube. On the next episode of Online Business Systems, we will discuss recurring revenues, putting an end to the feast or starve cycle. This has been episode 12 of Online Business Systems, brought to you by Zellhands Podcast. I've been your host, Jabez Roberts. Take care until next time. <music>